Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, what's up, New Orleans? What's up across the Gulf South? And you're listening across the world at WWL.com and the Radio.com app. Welcome into the show. We will be taking your calls all show long. I've, I've cleared it pretty much out again. Your calls on the NOLA no call, the, the aftermath... What do you plan on doing to, you know, give the proverbial middle finger back to the NFL? 504-260-1870, text line 870-870. You just heard those there. We'll be discussing all of that. Nick Underhill will join the program in the second hour. He'll have his own take on the Nola No Call and what's going to happen here in the Saints offseason. Can they recover from this? We will talk about the Pelicans a little bit later in the show. Pelicans struggling against the Pistons right now. Trailing in that basketball game, Ollie Cosell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights, joins the program. Plus, we will replay QB to QB with Drew Brees in the third hour of the program. So welcome into the show. A couple of housekeeping items here right off the bat. The Gambit, the New Orleans Gambit, has just published a commentary tonight that calls for NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell either to step down or be relieved of his duties. Again, the Gambit has just published this commentary. They basically in here, and this just, I was just alerted of this literally minutes before I got on the show here. So I haven't had a chance to read everything. I had a chance to skim, but they're basically saying enough is enough here. And the buck stops with you, Goodell. So either step down or be relieved of your duties. The headline commentary will move on from the Saints travesty, but NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell stepped down. It's a good one there. Also, as part of our radio.com network, that's intercom CBS radio across the country, one of our really more esteemed hosts and writers, John Feinstein, he has a, a really in-depth commentary, and I believe we also posted this at WWL.com on Bill Vinovich, the head referee in the Saints-Ram game. Feinstein, his headline, Bill Vinovich is either irresponsible or a liar. Now, that's a, that's a catchy headline. That's certainly a clickable headline, right? Feinstein goes in very in-depth here on in how much respect he has for officials and, and the profession of officiating, especially at the professional level. says he had a lot, of, a lot of friends who officiate. He considers a lot of these guys, most of these guys and gals, really upstanding, esteemed individuals. But he says how Bill Vinovich handled the post-game press conference with the pool reporter was a fireable offense. Now, Bill Vinovich, when he was asked in the post-game press conference, it wasn't really a press conference, it was just a sit-down with the pool reporter, what'd you see on that play? He says, well, I wasn't looking at it. I didn't see anything. And that is a little unacceptable here by Vinovich. 
And you've got to have a better answer than that. He goes into what Jim Joyce did, Major League Baseball. Jim Joyce was the umpire who missed the call on um, the perfect game for Armando Galarraga, the Detroit pitcher in 2010. And Jim Joyce apologized profusely immediately after the game when he had a chance to look at the call that he missed. Just basically fell on the sword. And the next day when Jim Joyce came out to umpire the next game in that series... He was giving a standing ovation by Tigers fans who realized that human error, this guy realized his mistake, apologized profusely. About it. That's kind of all we expected from Vinovich. The, the no answer there, the no comment after the game was another slap in the face to the fan base. And again, we said this all week long, still no comment and no statement from Roger Goodell or anybody inside the league offices on this. It's absurd. It's cowardly. It's unacceptable, and all the layers of this, and of all the things we can debate on this, the one thing that everybody should agree that should happen, whether you're a Rams fan, a Saints fan, a member of the media, a casual football fan, a player, a coach, a general manager, everybody across the board should agree that Roger Goodell, or at least somebody in power in the NFL League offices, should make a statement and should have done it already it hasn't happened and that's kind of where we are here with Goodell and that's why the gambit one of the reasons why the gambit in their commentary has called for his firing so those are a couple of housekeeping items now in the aftermath of this no call play again there's lots of calls for changes to the replay system possibly making pass interference reviewable some of these really important calls when you have all this technology letting those get a little closer look a little more strict scrutiny at the end of the game because like I've said here on this show all week the one thing that I want to come of this that I think will come of this isn't to make this you know replay this game or start it back in a minute 48 or draw in quarter any of the officials or anything like that the one thing that I want to happen is changes in the system so that other fan bases, other teams, don't go through this again. I don't care if you're talking about the Cowboys fan base or the Patriots fan base or the Falcons fan base, whoever it is. I don't want any of those fan bases to go through this. I'm empathetic to that. So you'd think that most people would be on board with that. Well, apparently not. Because some of these morons out there want the status quo to continue because I guess, well, it didn't matter to them because it didn't happen to them or their team. So, you know, wash your hands of it. Are you kidding me here? And the two guys who have put their names behind this are members of the NFL's competition committee, John Elway of the Broncos and Stephen Jones of the Cowboys. Here's what John Elway said. He told Lindsey Jones on the possibility that the league would expand replay to include pass interference. Here's Elway's quote. You can't replay every pass interference. It won't work, as he says he's soured on the possibility. What is he even saying there? 
You can't replay every pass interference. That's it's building a straw man that nobody's asking for. Is there a single person who's been talking about this that wants every pass interference reviewed? John Elway was a hell of a quarterback. John Elway has proven to be a pretty darn good president and general manager there. John Elway needs to pull his head out of the sand and wake up. It's 2019. We have the technology to make this happen. Stephen Jones, again, on the NFL's competition committee. Dallas Cowboys. He didn't sound like he'd be in favor of reviewing penalties. Here's his quote. Certainly you don't want to officiate from replay. I don't think at the end of the day, that's good for the game. That is interesting from Stephen Jones because it was just four years ago after the Dez no-catch call against the Packers in the playoffs when Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett and Dez Bryant and Tony Romo and the entire city of Dallas and every Cowboys fans from here to Timbuktu were shouting at the top of their lungs, change the catch rule, expand replay, make replay better. Now we have a crisis that is the Dez no catch times 100 and Stephen Jones says this? unreal here finally an unnamed member of the competition committee he expressed concern that reviewing non-calls would open up a can of worms here's his quote again somebody being anonymous because you go back to the cowardly thing they don't want to put their name behind it quote i'm not sure we will ever get that far that can just get way too subjective and open up a can of worms Again, what is that? What do you even mean by that? I'm not sure we will ever get that far. That could get way too subjective and can open up a can of worms. Subjective, that's the entire profession of officiating. You're talking about judgment calls here. And that wasn't subjective, what happened at the end of the Saints-Rams game. There's no subjectivity to that. There's nobody with any shred of credibility that says... Well, that shouldn't have been pass interference. That was a good no call. Yeah, looking at you, Jason Whitlock, you moron. This is what's going to happen. I will tell you what's going to happen, and you're going to have a collective freakout when the owners' meetings happen. You're going to have John Elway and Stephen Jones and this anonymous person and others inside the league because it didn't happen to their team and they don't really care that it happened to small market New Orleans down here. They're going to clap their hands. They're going to wash their hands of it and say nothing to see here. Oh, this will never happen again. Let's just move on. It's cowardly. It's wrong, and it's just another layer of this really disgusting, rotten onion that we're peeling out here. The NFL has been facing a crisis of officiating for a very long time. I've been talking about it on this show since I got the job. I've been talking about it on my other shows going back to when I was a decade ago in Washington State. You want to know why fans en masse don't believe everything's on the up and up anymore it's because of nonsense like this that's what's going to happen folks 
I see the the writing on the wall. I've looked into the crystal ball, and at these owners' meetings, we're going to hear about, well, they're about ready to vote on changes to the replay system, and then we're going to hear Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and John Elway, after the vote fails, come out and say, well, yeah, there's nothing really to see here. What a joke. An absolute joke. I hope you join me and the many people here in New Orleans in boycotting this farce of a Super Bowl. Make it hurt for them. Don't watch. Don't go to bars. Make sure your friends don't watch. And I know we reached 38 states here. I hope people across the country don't watch that game. Show them with their ratings. That's what they care about the most. That's what their sponsors and partners care about the most. That what is happening here is completely unacceptable. I'm Seth Dunlap. And now we're going to open up the phone lines at 504-260-1870. That's area code 504-260-1870. We'll do that when we come back. This is the last lap on WWL. All right, a lot of your calls. There are a couple of open lines here. If you want to hop on in, of course, we're still talking about the NOLA no call and all of the ripple effects of this. Again, Roger Goodell and nobody in the league offices have made a statement yet. Now you have John Elway and Stephen Jones of the Cowboys and some anonymous coward part of the competition committee saying, yeah, I don't think we should make any changes here after this because it wasn't really a big deal. Ridiculous. The Pelicans are in action tonight at home, not looking good, trailing the Pistons 67 to 58. The little sliver of good news there is Langston Galloway of the Pistons um, it's from Baton Rouge, went to Christian Life Academy High School in Baton Rouge, St. Joe's in college. He's wearing a Houdat shoes there, showing his support. Good on you, Langston Galloway. Here's a text from the 228. Well, Seth, if it's so bad and you're making a living talking about a matter that you deem crooked and maybe criminal, find another venue to make a living. You are in a fantasy world. Um, well, uh, to be honest, <laughs> this is the truth. I was talking to a lot of my colleagues uh, for their own personal uh, anonymity. I won't tell you who, but multiple people. And we all kind of questioned, what are we doing here? And and that's no lie. I I questioned it for about a good 24, 48 hours. What What are we doing here? Is this this corrupt? Is this really something that I want to get invested in? I know a lot of you fans are probably thinking the same thing. Do I really want to get invested in this when something like that can can wipe away 11 months of blood, sweat, and tears here? I didn't have blood, sweat, and tears. I just covered the team. All right, to the phone lines we go. Carrie and Slidell, you're starting us off. Carrie, what's going on? Hey, Seth, I know you'll probably cut me off, but, uh, you know, I understand. I know it was a bad call, but when our Congress representative, Steve Salikes, and the guy from New Orleans, Wants to do all. Why don't they worry about what's real important in this country, like the shutdown of our government? No, they're going to worry about a football game. I'm sorry, but that that's that's taking the federal government to another level. That's unbelievable. Worry about getting the people back to work. Why would I, Why would you think I would cut you off? Oh well, because I'm going to say I'm going to watch the Super Bowl because I want to see the greatest quarterback of all time win number six. Yeah, that's that's and do it. I, I'm, know, I'm just saying you what I'm, I'm doing. On it. I plan. I'm not going to boycott the Super Bowl because the Saints didn't get in. I understand it was a bad call. I know it was a terrible call, but in the game, 
in the first quarter. When the Saints got the ball on the 12-yard line or interception, they kicked the field goal. Okay, they make a touchdown. What about the tight end who dropped the touchdown pass in the end zone wide open? He had a chance. The ball hit him right in the hand. Mm-hmm. That's another play. So are you, saying, a, are you saying, Kerry, that unless the Saints played perfectly, they, didn't, uh, they shouldn't have won the game? They they want they could have won the game. They could have stopped LA after the So uh, the so your argument here is that unless you play a perfect game, you don't really deserve oh, to you win. Don't have to, you don't have to play a perfect game. Well, that's what you're saying there because the Saints oh, I'm, the, the, I'm Carrie, the Saints did enough to win that game. The Saints, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, the defense, Dan Arnold the tight end you mentioned there. Did they play perfect games? No. Did they play well enough where the Saints should have won that game in 999,999 times out of 1 million? Yeah. If that penalty is called or the helmet-to-helmet hit is called, Saints have a first down. They're kneeling it three times. They're kicking with basically no time on the clock, a chip shot 20-yard field goal, and they win. I am not here for the arguments that, well, because Drew Brees didn't go 40 of 40 and throw for 600 yards and never missed a pass, yeah, he he did this wrong and he did that wrong. That's nonsense. Now, what's not nonsense, Kerry, I completely agree with you. I did a whole show on it yesterday. Using government resources to try to litigate that, that is absurd. I'm not with Cedric Richmond. I'm not with Steve Scalise. I'm not with anybody filing these frivolous lawsuits. I think that is petty. I don't think it's productive, so I am with you there. Back in 60 seconds. All right, welcome back to the show. A couple of phone lines open if you'd like to hop on in here. Let's get to a couple of texts first. Here's a text from the 985. Tell them the Rams didn't play a perfect game either, and they won. Text from the 504. I'm not watching, talking about the Super Bowl, hashtag stand with Seth. Yeah, I mean, I, I have watched every Super Bowl since I can remember. I think 87 or 88 was the first one with my dad over – his friend's house, my dad Chuck, uh, Mike Flat, and Larry Densmore. Um, I think it was the Washington Super Bowl. I want to say that was the first one that I watched. Maybe it was the Giant Super Bowl. But yeah, this will be the first one. I, I, I'm telling you, I won't watch it live. I will not. I'll do my job. I'll watch the highlights. I'll watch the film. I'll have analysis, but I'm not watching the game. And the reason why I'm, is because that's the one way that I feel like we can hit them where it matters most. Television ratings add revenue. Here is a text from the 504. We had to win twice if the rest did their job to get it right. All right, back to the phone lines. We'll go to Jermaine in Texas. Welcome to the show, Jermaine. Hey, Seth. How you doing, man? Hey, dude. I'm good. Okay, well, um, first of all, I have to 100% agree with you. Everybody's talking about, well, if Sean Payton would have called this or he was, uh, Drew Brees would have played this way, people seem to forget that this was the NFC Championship game. This was a right to go to the Super Bowl. Anybody out there would know that the, that the intensity on this is going to be ratcheted up 10 times from where it was in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So you know the Rams are going to be on fire for it. You know the Saints are going to be on fire for it because it was at home and then there was an opportunity to go all the way going with the Super Bowl. My point is, I keep hearing people say, well, well, you know, the call, well, the Saints still had a shot to win in at the end of regulation, defensive stand, or in or, or, overtime and everything else. Now, 
people keep bringing up previous calls. Let's let's bring up the one call that 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 happened. There was a there was a third and ten when Drew was in shotgun. Ted Ginn was at the first down marker. The same corner came came in and interfered then, and there was a no call on that part. That play that could have been a first down because they extended the drive, and that was an opportunity for Saints to put up more points on the board. All right, and I haven't heard nobody cover that at all. Yeah, no. I look. I talked about that a little bit. That that is just you know you see missed calls or bad calls or no calls throughout the game. I get that. I mean, it's part of the human error. I'm not going to sit here. I, I mean, I wouldn't be doing shows on those calls, even if they had lost. You know, I might mention it once after the game or something as we kind of had collective therapy here. But there's a reason why we're talking about this one. Anybody who says, and this is just you know, mainly Falcons fans or L.A. fans or people who just like to be hot takey in the media saying, ah, you shouldn't even be talking about this. Well, it's the worst call in NFL history and one of the worst singular moments in NFL history that has a chance and probably is severely damaging their credibility and integrity. Those are words that Gail Benson used in her letter to the NFL. Let's go to Antoinette here on line one. Antoinette, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Seth. I appreciate you taking my call. You bet. Uh, I've been listening. I couldn't get in with Bobby. I did get in with Scoop. But here's my here's my take on what happened. You know, it's not when you make a mistake, but it's the time you make that mistake. You know, human error, referees, officials, players, all that's fine and good. And mind you, and I'm a, I'm a former athlete and uh, mm-hmm. former coach. But at the end of the day, and I know folks will keep talking about overtime, overtime, but the game is not over until the fat lady sings. And for me, watching the emotional aspect, the psychological aspect on the sidelines with our players, grant you I'm a huge Saint fan. I love the Saints. I did. I, I feel they did a remarkable job this year. And the fans here in New Orleans are upset, and they have every right to be. But at the end of the day, for me, I just think we were outmanned. We didn't leave that play where it was left in the regulation period. And it was like we couldn't move on. Are you, are you saying they dwelled on it a little too long? Think so. Okay, well, here's what, you know, you've been to a wedding, or I don't want to ask if you're married or not, but, you know, if you've been to a wedding, uh, Antoinette, and anybody has, or you've been married, this would be like you getting all the way up to the altar and going through, you know, years of courtship and engagement and then planning the ceremony and all your friends and family are there. It's the biggest moment of your life, and you get up to the altar and the person you're going to marry walks off. And leaves you standing there. And then for people to say, well, you should just get over it. Life goes on. Stop whining. Don't dwell on it. I mean, you could program a robot to do that when we're, you know, in 2119 and playing and watching robot football here, Android football, but we're human. I'm sorry, in that moment, and what everybody saw, again, the worst call. A no call in league history. I'm sorry, it's human. You're, you're going to dwell on it. I understand what you're saying there, Antoinette. I, I really do. This isn't lip service to you. I do understand. You're saying, man, I wish they could have moved on and not dwelled on it and taken the ball on that first drive and marched down the field and scored a touchdown. But like I said, it's just it's human nature. It's, Blair, d- dwell on it. 
All right, back to the phone lines. Let's see. Let's go to Rodney in New Orleans. Rodney, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. How you doing? I am good. What's up? Uh, my comment is on this. Um, the Saints, I know they're asking for, like, um, a, a redo of the game. But a lot of Saints people are getting what, what happened with the Steelers game on uh, last month in December. And they had a final pass interference call. That was a call that was made against the Steelers that shouldn't have been made, and it cost the Steelers. The game so you're equating what happened playoff. in the series, equating what happened with the Steelers to what happened to the Saints Rams. When when it comes to to wrongdoing or you know making bad calls, so the, which is what we're talking about, <laughs> Rodney, 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 come on here. That I understand, Rodney, Rodney. You're telling mm-hmm. me the pass interference call that happened in the first quarter of that game, Steelers yeah. and Saints, is equitable. To the final yeah. play, basically, of the rant. Well, then you're a moron. I don't call people that often, but either you're just being a troll and you're calling in here as a Steelers fan or a Saints hater because you want your 15 seconds of fame on the radio, or you leave a little IQ to be desired there because that's a moronic take. Let's go to Danny and Monroe. Danny, welcome to the show. Hey, Sam, thanks for taking my call. What's up, Danny? Look, yeah, they want to talk about, well, the, you know, they missed this call on the rounds and they missed this one and that. You know, but you've got, you got a minute and 49 seconds left in the game, and this is a game-deciding situation here. And I want you to, I want you to your thoughts on this. Okay, why don't the ref, why don't the official – Somebody, the referee, the official, throw the flag. I've seen, I've watched Saints since I was five years old, mm-hmm. and I've seen him pick this, pick the flag up, wave it off. Why can't he do the right thing and say, okay, that was a bad, that was a bad, that was an illegal hit. He throw the flag. They can always wave it off. Why can't they get in a discussion? And, and and discuss that. Well, they they could. I mean, that's that's a fair question. They could have. But here's the thing: it's opposite because they didn't drop a flag, so there's nothing to discuss. It looked like one of the officials maybe wanted to throw a flag, and he was kind of waved off by uh, the second official, who I believe had priority coverage on that play. So again, I it, it, there obviously there's so many angles to this that a lot of things could have been done differently. Call could have been made differently. They could have gotten together and talked about it. Maybe, you know, the NFL could have passed a rule previously to make a call like that reviewable. Lots of text. 985, that dude was a troll. Rodney's a squirrel to use a Buddy D uh, comment here. Oh, look, I, I didn't. Uh, the reason I, I used the moron reference there, because I don't think Rodney's a moron. I don't. I thought Rodney was a troll. He was a Steelers either a Steelers fan or a Saints hater, and again, he wanted to call in here and get his 15 seconds of fame. Rodney knew what he was doing. He's not a moron. Rodney, he is a troll. Here's a text from, uh, let's see here, the 985. Why is nobody talking about the helmet-to-helmet hit and only talking about the pass interference part of the play? Well, because, if I'm being completely honest here, the helmet-to-helmet hit, yeah, technically by the letter of the law, was it a penalty? Yes, but that was much more you know, debatable than the pass interference play. The pass interference was beyond obvious. A junior high official would have called that pass interference. That's why we're talking about that one. That was the most obvious pass interference that I've ever seen, period, in football. All right, we'll take a break. Back with more of your calls. 
plenty to get to here. 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. I'm Seth Dunlap, and this is the last lap on WWL. Here's a text from the 904. How about we hear from Goodell? Spineless. Pretty much sums that up. Text from the 985 LA were assigned to that game, and the expected outcome was known. Well, it's odd, to say the least, and that's being mild here, that you had three California officials, two from the LA you know, area, within an hour of LA or so, in that game. Yeah, it's the optics of it are not good. It's just not good. Let's talk to Johnny and Harahan. Welcome to the show, Johnny. Hey, how you doing today? I'm okay. What's going on? All right, man. I was going to add a couple of things to what you were saying, then I was going to make a point. Uh, two things being that, uh, that you know, this is a national championship game. The, the NFL has just lost its integrity. You know, it, it, this is the biggest game. It's why everybody goes to work every day. It's why the players play. It's why they, they go through the draft. It's to get to the Super Bowl. And so the one critical component of going to the Super Bowl is knowing who the opposing teams are. And – you know, the last play kind of thing, the last big major play of of the NFC Championship game. Coming to question, it's a pretty big deal, I would think. You know, they could slap Sean Payton and, and knock him out for a year and knock all of our assistant coaches out for several months and such, but they can't come in and, and straighten this out. But as far as not seeing it, I'm talking to my 91-year-old, like, second cousin that gets her eye injected every six weeks. And all, all of a sudden, we just started talking about the game. She goes, did you see that? Yeah. No, I mean, it's no, it's everybody, everybody with two eyeballs. Heck, everybody with one eyeball saw that. Was sitting next to Bobby Aber and Mike Dettelier, you know, a good 80 yards from that play up in the press box. And we immediately, I think all three of us stood up and go, what, what no flag? There had to be a flag come out on that play. I just don't understand it. Remember the, the earlier in the game, just to go to the previous caller's points about why can't they throw the flag and the flag and then talk about it? There was an offensive pass interference that they initially threw the flag for on the Rams, and they got together, talked about it, and waved it off. By the way, I thought that was a good no call on that play. I didn't think it was offensive pass interference, but that's it, at minimum what should have happened there is throw that flag and then talk about it, and they would have obviously made the call. Let's go to David in Mississippi. Welcome to the show, David. Yeah, uh, Seth, I enjoy your show. Look, uh, I'm 64. I'm, my dad was a championship coach from when there was four, four high schools in the entirety of Jefferson Parish. Uh, I've been on the sidelines since I was to walk. I played with Molly at East Jefferson. I thought I had seen everything. This takes the cake. But this is what I want to bring up and see if it holds water for you. Um, our technology has advanced so fast in the last 18 years. I mean, like lightning speed. And in the last six years, something like we've never seen. Um, referees can't keep up with that. Human, the human element cannot keep up with that. You said the other night, I think it was last night, that you know for the last two years, the referee's been having trouble making these calls, making, you know, getting it right. Yep. Well, I think because... We've got the laser technology. We've got the cameras in the pylons. They want to get rid of the chain gang, uh, you know, and use laser technology. Um, shoot, we could get rid of the refs and have drones roughing the game. David, this is a great you know point. What you have. Yeah. They'd be calling everything. Every little thing would be called, but there'd be no delay of game because the computer's right. There'd be no no arguments, no nothing. But doesn't that just 
turn us into androids, like you said a little while ago. <laughs> Doesn't it kind of mess it up a lot? Well, well, here's I mean, the here's the thing, the thing David. That, man? Well, here's you know? the thing, David. I actually, I mean, it's interesting you brought this up, the technology aspect of this, and why isn't the NFL and their officiating crews and the vice president of officiating, Al Riveron, and everybody in the league offices evolving more quickly? technology-wise with officiating. And I was thinking about that for a while earlier in the day. Just because it's always been done a certain way. Or 10 years ago, you were afraid to use replay to litigate a certain type of call, pass interference call, on the field. Technology is so advanced now that we've got to use that to benefit football. I mean, we're using that in all aspects of our life. Use it for football. You're right, David. It just it boggles my mind that you have John Elway and Stephen Jones and these backward thinking, you know, relics of football that don't want to evolve. It's just odd. Just odd. Steve in Homa, you're up here on WWL. Hey, Seth. How you doing tonight? Hey, I'm I'm all right, Steve. What's up? Uh so I'm let you know everything is your fault, buddy. It's it's uh, my it's my fault. <laughs> All right, that'd be that'd be okay. easier. That'd be easier to justify if it was my fault. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's your fault. Okay. The thing I wanted to add was basically everything before that call, anything that happened before that call, didn't have a damn thing to do with what happened in this game. Nothing. Yeah. No, I agree. And I don't. If you're talking about Sean Payton or Drew Brees or the players, I completely agree. They had done enough to win. I've said that before. Steve, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. And I, I agree with you. And some of the callers that call and think, "Well, if we did this, did that," oh, come on, give me a break. Yeah. You can't. It just it's beyond comprehension that you have some people that say, well, the storyline of this game was Sean Payton didn't call the perfect game and he should have made play call X, Y, or Z in this spot. Or Drew Brees, he didn't complete all of his passes. He wasn't perfect on all of his throws, so see, he could have been better. Come on. You're missing the most obvious thing that happened here. I mean, anybody who – that's – what they take away from that game, they, they lose a lot of credibility with their football knowledge, to be honest, when they talk like that. I mean, they just do for me. All right, got a couple of lines open for you. 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. Back after this, Seth Dunlap, Logan Falgoose behind the glass. It's the last lap on WWL. We will have a Facebook live chat talking about, well, why the unthinkable might happen again with the NFL. If you think that they're going to change rules or change replay in the offseason when the owners get together, you might want to start preparing for more disappointment. I'll tell you why there. We opened the show with it. Again, Facebook Live, WWL Radio Facebook page in about three minutes. I will say, I'm not going to read this person's text anymore, but we have a texter from the 228, and um, anybody who texts the show, all your texts for about the past 24 hours, they all get stored in our system. So we can tell who you've been texting, what you've been saying. And this texter from the 228 has texted everybody from Tommy to Newell to Scoot um, saying they're pathetic, they're losers, they're, they're, they're whiners. Um, and he keeps texting me and saying, um, you know, I'm a terrible host. I don't know anything about football, and I don't understand why you guys care very much. Uh, well, my response to him would be, 
Well, apparently you care a lot because you've been listening to all of our shows all day long and texting every single one of us. So for somebody who says on text they don't care very much, uh, you look like you do. Hey, let's throw back, uh, back to Steve in home. Steve, we got disconnected. You had another part to your question there. Yes. Uh, hey. Hey. Uh, you know, I was joking with you earlier when I told you that was all your fault, right? Oh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> like I said, I really wish it was my fault. That'd be easier to explain. Yeah. But the thing I want to say, you know, going back to that, I mean, anything that happened before that play, you know, even if you were to score two touchdowns in the first two drives rather than two field goals, everything would have changed in that. Everything changed at the moment that play was called. Okay. Which which play? Which play? It well, it, it went their way mm-hmm. when the play was called. Are you talking about the but, the, the pass interference play? The nine call. The nine call. Yeah. The nine call. And but anything before that, I mean, how can anybody say, well, it could have been this way, it could have been that way? I I don't know, Steve. Ooh. I don't know, Steve. We're up against the clock, though. Hang on if you're on hold. Again, this is a show where it is your show. Your calls all show long, 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. I think we got two phone lines open. And right now, we're going Facebook Live. Join us there. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 